On this auspicious occasion, Helmut, thank you. It is part two of my chat with my good friend and personal trainer, Briggles, Briley Pierce, <laughs> Nemeth Ziegler, R- Ryan Ziegler, Nemeth. Ryan Nemeth is back. Rolf. Rolf. Oh, did you ever pitch that? Uh, people called me Rolf. Rolf Ziegler? Rolf, yeah. It's not too late, man. I did pitch a lookalike thing so he could. Uh, I wanted. To, I was pitching, like fake Undertaker. I, I was thinking like, more like Edgehead's familiar, like Razor. Oh, I see what you mean. Like when, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was with Vicky at the time, and I thought this will make this makes so much sense. There's, it's just logic there. Everything's coming full circle. It's two of him, two of Edge. Guys, I hope you heard our chat last week with Ryan. And if you didn't, what's your problem? If you didn't, what's your problem? And, and B, this is gonna be confusing for you. But I'll mm-hmm. catch up real quick. Ryan is a friend of mine. He is a comedian. He is a published author. Ooh. He is a former professional wrestler. Ooh. And he is the younger brother of Dolph Ziggler. World famous pro wrestler. Dolph World Ziggler. famous pro wrestler Dolph Ziggler and comedian and Motley Crue enthusiast. Motley. Motley Cruziest. Uh, Genom fan. Genom. Denim? Denim fan. Huge denim fan. Huge denim fan. He's so in a denim right now. Huge Lana fan. Yep. Who isn't? He hates Rusev. Hates? Who doesn't? Um, And you know what? Things are going to work out for the guy. Uh, But we're not talking about your brother, bro, because I couldn't get him to do this. So I I settled with you. But I was half the price. Fair enough. Let's be. Oh, for fair enough of the week. I was a fourth of the price. I've been saying fair enough a lot lately. Yep. You guys missed it. Um, when we left off, you were in OVW. Yeah. You were you were taking every class you could possibly take. You were signed up for, for a reality show. You were hitting wrestling hard as possible. Hard. <laughs> so hard. What was it like starting off, dude? Like, what was your first bump like? I had a little bit of a leg up because bef- I knew I was going to move there in a few weeks, so I spent those few weeks uh, hitting the ropes and taking... Oh, Nick lived in Cleveland at the time. That's That was... So, he was... On the road for something, so he lived in Cleveland. Maybe he was Dolph by then. He was Dolph by then. So we would go together to this ring that was set up at this old haunted music venue. There's a ring set up all the time. Uh, so Ray Rowe would let us in there. He's a Ring of Honor guy now. Okay. Cleveland guy, Ray Rowe, who had been our friend who was just, re- he was always wrestling. Like in high school, he was wrestling on the Cleveland shows and stuff, which we thought was so cool. So he let us in, and Nick was letting me tie up with him and show me how to hit the ropes and take bumps and all that. What was your first bump like? Uh, Just a back bump? Yeah. A standing back bump by yourself? So painful, headache right away, yeah. In, like, what did it feel like for, for, for me and the millions of other <laughs> the millions of other people millions listening, people listening this, yeah. uh, who, wow. have, who have never taken a, a, a bump? And for those of you who aren't into wrestling, hey, thank you for sticking through with this. Ryan's an entertaining guy anyway. They're long gone. I, I don't think so, man. This is a new episode. Maybe they thought we wouldn't oh, talk hey, about guys, wrestling hey. again. A bump is... Uh, we also talked about the Chicago Field Museum. Are we breaking kayfabe right now? I... 
It's okay. No, you see wrestling, you know, when people fall down, it hurts. Yeah. That's not... That's called a bump, basically. I don't even know what what word you were just saying. You learn how to fall properly is what a bump is called. You want to land safely because you're going to get attacked a lot by your opponent, right? Exactly. So so that's typically the first thing a wrestler learns is how to fall yeah. without fucking killing themselves. And it's the first thing because if you can't handle that physically, then you might as well not waste time learning anything else because this isn't for you. So after yeah. the first one hurts and you get an instant headache, how are you? How are you like, sweet, give me another. That's when your mind goes, well, do you kind of want to wrestle or do you want your entire life to be wrestling 24 hours a day, live it, breathe it, sleep it, study it, obsess over it, only be friends with it? Like, And you quickly and you decided, chose the latter. Yeah. yeah and I said, uh, I, I, of course, I'm, you know, as I'm training at OVW, you're nonstop, like, it's sadistic, like so. The trainers will get off on conditioning too, right? Yeah. Oh my god. That's probably the worst part. So I, I would ask Nick, like, what should I do to prepare to move to Kentucky? He's like, nothing you do can prepare you for wrestling. I, he was a top college wrestler, and he said that is really hard. But pro wrestling is a, such a combination of acrobatics, physically impacting, running, balance, dance, like whatever. You nothing. Only that you can only train that to get ready for that. So conditioning i tried i mean i was just doing insane like calisthenics and all that kind of stuff and trying to look good but also have good cardio wind and didn't work it worked better than everybody else i okay. mean i was ahead of everyone else in my class there like, was anyone else in your was there anyone else in that first class who wound up making it um that people might know about or any I'm names trying to remember uh he still works broderick g mcqueen i don't know him He's, I mean, he still wrestles. But but when you were down there, eventually, and I mean, once you made, so I'm sorry, let's let's not skip ahead. So, so I'm I, 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 I had nothing, man. I showed up there, got a job because a wrestler knew my brother and said, "I'll hire you at the gym to be a trainer." So I I got certified real fast. Um, I had no car. I sold it to like move there. So I had I bought a bike from Tar. The day I moved there, I bought a bike from Target, and I got to and from OVW on a bike, four miles each way on a bike. In, you have to understand. In my mind, there was no option. It was like yeah. I am going to be awesome at this because Nick told me hands down. He goes, "Go there, become the best, get it on DVD, and I'll give it to my boss. If not, don't bother." He basically said, like, "Go there and be the best one there. If you're not, I don't care." And that's what he did. I mean. Yeah, that that's a. Matter. I mean, that's a tall. T- that's a tall order to to. Yeah, you know. He basically said, "Go." I'm not gonna recommend you to someone if you're not like it's all like it's, everyone's reputations are on the line when people get recommended, especially with nepotism, right? Yeah, big time. And I'm sure there's people who do send relatives there who've never done anything before, or it's their friend, or it's a girl they dated, or whoever. Like, oh yeah, sign this person, and it's like, that's a big risk. So he, just you know. You put his neck out for you, yeah, yeah. And so, so how how did it go once you got down there initially? He also insisted I finish college. He was he was Donnie and Ryan. If you ever want to do this, you have to get a degree. Like uh, you can do it, but I'm not going to help get you. Get a degree unless, first. Yeah. So, uh, so what did you just ask me? What, once you're finally down there, yeah, wrestling, training, nonstop, going crazy. How quickly do you take to it? I for someone who grew up watching it their whole life but never doing the moves and stuff. I think I took two all the parts of it very quickly, but combining it all together. You know when you're watching TV and it's super fuzzy static screen, does that still exist in 2015? Yeah. Okay. A static screen. If you're in Rwanda. Right. 
So I remember actually talking to the lowrider about this, who was the heavyweight champ of uh, uh, at the time. He was in TNA as Anarchia in the Mex- Mexican America. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember talking to him about this. He was uh, he was like a hard ass, scary kind of guy, but he was always cool to. I had the uh, the blessing of people being cool to me because I knew my brother. Because they knew your brother, and your brother it was cool to everyone. He was there. very well liked, and and still is to this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope. Yeah, I mean, I like him. Yeah, yeah. he's alright. And in fact, I remember some people going, "Hey, man, he was he was very helpful to me while he was here, and he could have not been because all those contract guys, a lot of them are dickheads." That's he, cool. So, he, and he would go to Rips Rips class, not required of him. He would go wrestle in Rips class. So it kind of got paid forward to you. Yeah, as the goodwill. which was good. Yeah. And even Rip was so cool to me because he he said all those assholes. He was the only one that came to try to learn to really work. Everyone else is just scripting their things and putting spots together. He wanted to learn what to work. And I'm like, cool. So. Uh, it was like a fuzzy screen. Like I kind of like know what's going on. If someone's calling it to me or helping me out, I can figure things out. And slowly, month after month, the picture on the TV screen got a little clearer and a little clearer. It's such a confusing thing to learn, man. What was the hardest move and what was the most painful move? Hardest move to learn and most painful move to take or to perform? Hardest thing, no matter what, is anything off the top row for me. Because so, you're just scared of heights? So scared of heights, man. So I remember there was a Saturday night special. That was our pay-per-view monthly thing. I go, uh, I show up there. Uh, I have two. I find out I have two matches, and they're both really long. And in the second one, I'm winning the, ti- the tag title with uh, Silvio and... So Ted McNaylor, who's Nick Beckham, just OBW dude. They're the tag champs at the time. The, uh, what was their name? The Elite. Okay. Bad guys. So. And you're wrestling as Briley Pierce? No, I'm, I'm Hot Young Ryan Nemeth. Oh, you're Hot Young Ryan. Okay. Which is a name from Jim Cornette, who everybody hates, but I love. You like, you like race. <laughs> I stand by oh, no, it. Uh, so, no, I think it's very trendy these days for indie people to hate Jim Cornette, because because he doesn't like indie people intergender wrestling. Well, he's also just talk shit about like the Bucks and Steen well, all and right. Generico. I, here's here's my thing I pose to you people. And he hates wrestling now. Who do you think has has he stymied any of those people's careers? Clearly They're not. They're doing fine. Hmm. Who do you think has actually stymied people's careers more? Jim Cornette or the guy who's running that company? That co- like I I know okay. what you're talking about too. So this guy was very helpful to me. Right away, he goes, when can I put you on TV? But it sounded like, when can I put you on TV? Just screaming everything. Like, he can't talk in a normal voice. Uh, the first time I met him, I was riding my bike up to OBW on a Wednesday. In your gear? No. no. Put the gear in my bag. Like okay. Boots and knee pads L- little, gym, bag. little gym bag. Little gym bag. Giant muscle dude on a bike. <laughs> on a little bike riding through Kentucky. <laughs> Fake ten. And that was not an easy ride, man. It was like giant hills, overpasses, <laughs> like weeds hitting you in the face. Could you sweaty. not get a ride from anyone? No one lived by me. Okay. And I kind of, I was kind of like, I want to do, yeah, yeah, do you, my own you thing. Wanted to, you wanted to suffer for your art. I would have, yeah. I got it. Really? I got it, dude. And I would eventually buy a car for five hundred dollars from an Olive Garden server. Straight up, here's money. Thanks for the car. At the Olive Garden? Uh, I, the transaction was not completed at okay. the Olive Garden, but she, I knew her from Olive Garden. Okay. Okay, so I'm driving up to OVW on my driving up on my bicycle. <laughs> You're driving on yeah. my children's bicycle, and Cornette, I think it's Jim Cornette. Like I've never seen him in real life at this point. You know, that guy looks like Jim Cornette, but way taller. He's really tall, and he looks so pissed off. Okay, that might actually be Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> and I see he has a flat tire on his car, 
And I go, oh, that's why he's pissed off. And he's like screaming, kicking the tires, goes in the building, slams the door. So I call Nick. I go, hey, I think I just saw Jim Cornette. And he's really mad. He's got a flat tire. He goes, yeah, is he pissed? I'm like, yeah, is he tall? Yeah, it's probably him. I'm like, okay. I go, does he work here now? He goes, I have no, I have no idea what he's up to. So he, <laughs> we find out he is going to start writing TV again at OVW. He's been working with Ring of Honor. It's going to be a kind of blend of things, which is awesome. I think TV audience had fallen off for a while at that point. Once when WWE pulls out, it's like people kind of sure, you know. Okay, so he screams at me before TV one time. I would work in the ring before the show, also trying to learn as much whatever, just be in there at all times. Young Nemeth, when can I put you on TV? Hot young baby face, we don't have any. And I'm like, oh yeah, there isn't. Like everyone's pretty ugly here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's. that's not actually the case. There's some handsome guys there and some good-looking <laughs> girls, but there's no there's no generic muscle white guy. Sure. They don't have that, and that's a, a staple in wrestling, unfortunately, or fortunately. For me, it was fortunately fortunate. for you. Yeah, yeah. So he go, I go, I go. Uh, I don't, I don't know. He goes, well, who does know? Who's in charge of you? And I look to my left. The first guy I see is Mike Mondo. I go, uh, Mondo, and he goes, he goes, Mondo. He goes, hey, yeah, what's up, Jimmy? When can I put? <laughs> and he's like, they agree, like I'll tell you when. He's ready. He goes, okay. So then I don't know if that conversation ever happened, but I just see my name one time on on the sheet before the show, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And the first match is Cliff Compton just returned. Okay. He was supposed to squash somebody in the first match of this big Saturday show. Cliff Compton, who wrestled in WWE, Domino as Domino. Yeah, tag world tag champ with Deuce and Domino and uh, Cherry. So he's supposed to squash someone. Cornette scratches it and says, no, let's have a real match and put Nemeth in there. And so I remember Domino comes up and he goes, hey, so it looks like it's me and you tonight. I guess Jimmy thinks you look good. He says, your face looks like a million bucks. (laughs) I go, huh? He goes, I was in his office. He said, young Nemeth, he's a million bucks. And I'm like, whoa, Jim Cornette says I'm a million bucks? Cool. (laughs) Or your face. My face. Well, Something, yeah, something like that. So once in a while, he'll text me that same sentence sometimes, and I'll get really embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, Corn- it'll, it'll, the type will be, Cornette says you're worth a million bucks, exclamation point, and I'll go, shut up, stop <laughs> it. So we have a match, and I remember thinking during the match, just utter terror, man, just because there's a giant audience there. He, he called the entire thing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And, and you were basically just, yeah. I'm trying to Com- listen as just well, completely as good as possible, trying yeah. and at that point your ear is not tuned to that level of talk and you're just hearing the crowd and the mat and the ropes and the ref and so uh, fuck it it's 2015 yeah. for those who aren't into wrestling um the matches are improvised and a lot of that happens in the ring between the two wrestlers literally saying what they intend on doing next. sometimes not saying anything but in this situation very much saying everything and and if you I mean a lot of TV John Cena's famous for it but you can you can if you focus well enough you can hear and see wrestlers talking in the ring. So at this point, I remember going out there. He's like, "All right, so yeah." He's he's like the epitome of relaxed, doesn't care, everything's cool. And I'm just like, "Hey man, you, get, you just tell me like whatever you tell me, I'll do it. I'll do it. You just tell me, I'll do it." He goes, "All right." He's all right. Stoner Andrew Dice Clay. Everyone. Basically, yeah. <laughs> he goes, "We'll go out there, tie up." Get over on me a little bit. I go, I don't know what that means, dude. Just, like, tell me moves. I'll do them. <laughs> I'll put a little steam on you. I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, tell me exactly what you're doing. He goes, ah, it'll, it'll be fine. Just listen. I'll hit the deal. One, two, three. I'm, like, so scared, you know. But he's so cool about it. 
And he is cool. He comes out to the ring with the leather jacket, the Axel Rose whistle. The place is going nuts. They love him. And I'm like, how? They, they're not going to like me. But he puts me in a hold and he goes, don't come up yet. Let him come. He's that calm in the ring, too? He's at, like, as, That's if, crazy. as if he's about to fall asleep at all times. <laughs> but in this, he's all jacked and like so big. And he goes, wait, just wait. All right, put your hand up a little bit. And I like fight a little bit. And the place goes, yeah, yeah. He started clapping. He goes, come back, all right, man. real slow. Come up a little. Ah, let's go back down. And like he's, it's perfect. And like they're doing everything. He's orchestrating That's this awesome. crowd to That's do everything. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and this style of wrestling in Louisville at the time, I don't know what it's like now. It was very old school. Bad guys didn't ride with good guy. Like very. A lot of rest holds from heels. Not a rest hold. It was like we need to get as much out of these people as slowly as we can, but get hit the maximum. There's like ups and downs, peaks and valleys. There's, it's not spot, 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 spot. It's things are happening, and it makes sense. And these, you know, we understand it's the same people every week, three times a week. We need to, to pace ourselves sure. a little bit and tell stories. And he was. To me, at the time, I thought, like, this guy knows what the hell he's doing. This is awesome. You're like, Cliff Compton is the best wrestler of all time. He's the best wrestler time. of all time, yeah. But I did learn a lot. And I would, every every match and every practice, call him and go, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. He goes, okay, did this dude, did this, did this. And then he, like, I feel like I'm talking to the doctor about my, like, thing that happened. It's so cool to have that secret expert on my side, you know, after everything. Of course. Uh, uh, so, going back earlier, I don't think we answered. I'm just super curious. Okay. What is the most painful move that you've taken? On a consistent basis, like what? What when someone is about to do something, you're like, "Oh fuck!" It's- uh, choke slams. I've taken a. I thought about that the other day for the first time. That's gotta fucking hurt. The fact, even the whole I know, part, the I whole know, thing. I hurts. know there's. A, I know that there's. Well, let's not break down the fucking science of, of wrestling, mm-hmm. but just the hand on the throat. Because it's never. It never softly grabs you. It is. They have to. It has to grab you with a little bit it of force. Lift slammed you. into your chest and neck. So hard, and it's always a giant guy doing it, and their hands are bigger and hard. You know, the, like, that part hurts more it than comes coming up down, and right? Bam! Just, just to grab you. The like, grab really, part like, is the part that hurts. It's such a huge. It's like a chop on your neck, and then they grab, and then you go up. You're like, you always think I'm gonna jump real high. It's gonna be fine, and then you think like, oh, they know it's fake. They just let me fall and make it look like no. They fire you down they, as hard they as they fucking throw you possible. On the fucking ground, yeah. It sucks, man, and it's all right on that one. Speaking spot. of chops, dude. What what kind of hell is that? It sucks. It, it, a chop is an open-handed slap, guys. So, uh, punches in wrestling are not are, are notoriously pretty fake. Chops are fucking not, and you can hear it. So that's when sometimes punches are fake. Hopefully they're fake. I mean, they should be, right? Um, um, but but chops, you're basically just as hard as you can to make the loudest possible noise, slapping rip, someone. Rip would be like. Who here hasn't taken a chop? I can't do it. I can't do it. Don't voice. worry about I it. I just started doing Cornette again. <laughs> Where? Uh, sometimes I can get it. I can't do it now. But he would, he just, he would always use me as an example, which I like to get the, be teacher's pet. That's, I love being teacher's pet, but he would chop the shit out of me, man. And you'd see fucking, I was at a PWG show this weekend. There's this little guy named Speedball, Mike Bailey. He's, he's. Maybe like five, six, like 140 fucking pounds. And he got, he's good. He's really good. And he got chopped. Oh, Drew McIntyre, right? Yes. Yeah. He got chopped by Drew McIntyre, who was uh, in 3MB in WWE. He's now Drew Galloway. And you instantly saw every single fucking <laughs> contour of Drew's hand on this kid's chest. Like, it welted before his hand came off of, of Speedball's chest. It's the craziest fucking thing ever. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just needed to know what hurt. Oh, yeah. Chops suck, man. Uh, Chokeslams suck. 
like when people uh a lot of wrestling these days is ninja kicks for no reason everybody's a ninja somehow flippy ninjas right kicks to the face really hurt a whole bunch because you have to pull that so precisely to no it's not... like don't worry i'm wearing amateur boots and little kick pads but yeah okay cool but you're still kicking me in the face with your shin bone and it hurts a lot yeah sore after every match if I wasn't, it was very rare. It'd be like, oh, cool. Consistently throughout your career, though. Yeah, it sucks. And, you wake and up. I've, every... And I've spoken to wrestlers who wrestled for twenty years, and they're like, yeah, every single match. Yeah, and I had my consistent wrestling career was very short compared to everyone else I sure. know. But yeah, hundred percent. When they ask me like, what's it like now to not wrestle every day? I'm like, oh, I wake up and I could walk comfortably right away. I don't have to lay there for a while. And go, uh, which like, what part of me hurts? Now? You have to love it so fucking much, man. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. For the, for the, for the schedule, for the mm-hmm. average amount of pay, unless you're fucking John Cena. I'll tell you this: the OVW schedule. Once I got to FCW, which was like I'm getting paid. This is my job. I work here now. You're also employed by WWE. Employed by point. WWE. Yeah, which we're gonna get to next. I would compare the two schedules. OVW was insanely more demanding. Really? For me, because I was overdoing everything. And yeah, and you didn't have a car. How were you getting to? Show I eventually you? got the car. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had a carpool with certain people. I couldn't ride with the bad guys. But eventually, I, so I would ride with the bad guys, but then I would have to, before we got to the building, You'd I'd have, have to, duck to like, or get out go like, pretend I'm not with their car. <laughs> yeah, because we'd get in trouble. And the fans don't want to see that. They would go, why are you riding with him? Like, they flip out. They don't understand. They, they... That is the last place in America that hasn't gotten the news yet. Well, no. it's I, I don't want to insult them with, by saying that. They know... But it, it it's more fun when you don't. It's so honored there. Yeah, that wrestling is legitimate, or like their state has a wrestling. You have to get a license to sure. wrestle there, and that and that's why I hate. I even hate like I, I didn't want to say jump when we were talking about a choke slam because it it makes it less fun. Do you yeah. know what I mean? When mm-hmm. when when you you break down the exact minutia of what's going on. Yeah, because it's right. It's not like it's hidden that well. Uh, you need such a suspension yeah. of disbelief to enjoy wrestling, at least WWE wrestling. And these, and I would think, like, some of those fans are really annoying, would try to sneak in your car with you. They want you to date their teenage daughters, and they're, like, really intrusive. But at the same time, like, I would say that to my brother, and he'd go, yeah, but guess who's giving you a job? I'm exactly, like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a weird balance. Um, How do you go from OVW, which is at this point not owned by WWE, yeah. how do you get to end to FCW, which is... What NXT uh, started as, basically. Sure. So, FCW is the new place. That's the only developmental now. Like, that's all there is in Tampa, Florida. So, I'm in Kentucky, and every it, everybody's dream is to be there. And I'm looking around the locker room every day, and I'm seeing people who I know were there when my brother is there. So, either A, it's just not happening for him, B, it's going to take so long, or C... I don't. I won't speak negatively of every. Like, there are a lot of those people have gone on to TNA, the WWE, it's the Ring of Honor, and like have great careers overseas. Name one. Okay. Uh, Can you name? Who, who was yeah. there at FCW? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tommaso or, was here and there. He was. He was trying to. He was trying to get in with back. He was developmental. And going back to what you just said, like yeah. Tommaso Ciampa. He's amazing. Is is a amazing and yeah. b. Uh, just did a show for NXT. Don't know if he has a contract. Oh, sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, like, that is a dude who did eventually... This is a guy theoretically who... Theoretically make it. He was also on a SmackDown once. He was he was under contract for, like, years. He was signed when he was, like, 19 yeah. for, like, three years or so. And so it's it's weird wrestling, how, how it could take 10 fucking years yeah, to I make mean, it there. Yeah, I mean, you could say back then he made it. He's in developmental. He made it. Yeah. But then the injury or whatever, and you get released... 
you kind of have to restart back over. So he, we had a tryout weekend where it was Ring of Honor, TNA, and WWE all in the same weekend at Louisville wow. in, in OVW. Uh, so he, he just, I knew him through my brother, and so he Facebook messaged me, hey, can I, yeah, and he goes, can I crash with you this weekend for the tryout? I'm trying to get in with Ring of Honor. And I go, yeah, cool. In my mind, I'm like, wait, you're trying, like, aren't you, Why are you a big shot? Yeah, yeah. I'm so, like, but that's just how it is, yeah. Uh, who else was down there? Do you remember anyone? Um, Nick Dinsmore was wrestling there. Okay. Who eventually got back with them to do, to train for a while. Uh, he's still working. I think he just opened his own promotion in Minnesota, right? Or, uh, no, no, no. Somewhere. One, one of the but, da- yeah, Dakotas, yeah. South, North South Dakota, something like that. Um, who else is there? Jamin Olaventia, who I think, him and Ali, I think are doing Global Force now. And uh, Ali has been overseas here, and he's he's now wrestling in Australia, I think, full time, and then doing Global Force too. Uh, who else? Uh, Jesse Goddard was there. I don't know Jesse Goddard. He was a bodybuilding kid who then went to TNA, and he was with Victoria. He's just super oh, jacked. Yeah. He was yeah, in yeah, yeah. super jacked dude. Super super jacked guy. Yeah. Um, who else? Paradise, who I think is creative for TNA now. I think. Um, so anyway, so. Blossom Twins. So they all scout. They come down to scout. Yeah, they announced we're having uh, Saturday is Ring of Honor, OVW, and TNA tryout day. Who is the the, um, WWE scout that comes down? John Laurinaitis is coming on Sunday. Okay. Because Raw is in town on Monday. And so... Did you did you try out for TNA and ROH too? I, I did the whole weekend, yeah. so whatever it was, yeah, I wanted any. I mean, I really wanted WWE. So we had. I remember we're. Uh, it was such a fun weekend. It was crazy, man. It was like three straight days of just, and then everyone from all around the country come. Like all these people from uh, Taylor Hendricks, she came to try out. One of, one of the Australian girls that got signed was there. Uh, it's like American Idol, like people from yeah. outside of those. You come to the closest city where the tryout is, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. and which, and if you live in Boston, the hey, guess what? Figure out a way to get, get to, to Louisville. Get to fucking yeah. Kentucky, yeah. And they announced it. Airplanes. Like, I figured out the airplanes. Yeah. I figured out. Yeah. They figured out like, a, or they announced it like a two weeks before. It wasn't even like a like, hey, by the way, we're doing this big trial with all these giant companies, like in America. Here it is. Every wrestling company in America that has television. All of them, yeah. That has television. Yeah. yeah. And so Jim Cornette was there the first first two days, and he's given his thoughts on the whole day at the end of the day, you know, requesting promos and matches and blah, blah, blah. And then... At this point, Cornette's with TNA? Cornette is with Ring of Honor. Okay. And we, so we were doing joint shows. We've been doing really cool OVW TV and Ring of Honor TV in the same, like, four-day span. So, like, that was really fun, man. I got to wrestle some... Like Michael Elgin, I had a fun yeah. match with, and I'm still so new, and he's just like jacked Michael Elgin guy, and then giant Michael Elgin managed by Truth Martini on the show, and then <laughs> like really fun, a cool blending awesome. of like yeah, yeah like yeah. Uh, who Chris Hero, Seth, uh, Claudio were all on those shows too, so it was cool to meet them and then see them. Claudio later. is Cesaro, oh, yeah, Cesaro. Yeah, yeah. So, Seth, 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 you mean Rollins? So Tyler Black, Tyler, Tyler Black, Tyler. yeah, Seth Rollins, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Just all those people, like the blending and uh, of the the two locker rooms, it was cool. And then, so we had this big tryout. Okay, what am I going to say? Where are we at here? WWE, Lonernitis. Like so, yeah. So, I, so I'm, I've been or like, FCW, sorry. and you know, when you're on the road with WWE, I, I wasn't really on the road with them, everybody. I assume this is the case. You just 
just constantly scrambling for your own job and you just forget things. Is that what it seems like? You just like you can't focus on certain things. So I've been telling Nick about this trial for weeks, like the two weeks I knew about it. The day before, I go, yeah. So we did Ring of Honor, TNA, and OVW. Tomorrow is Laurinaitis comes in, and he goes, goes, why don't you, why didn't you tell me he's coming in there? I go, dude, I had like I told you for like two weeks now. <laughs> so he goes, ugh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him to look out for you. I don't know if I can help you or not. He's probably just gonna do what he wants to do. I go, all right, but thanks. Cornette the day before goes, all right, this is the last time I'm gonna see you guys. I don't want to be here tomorrow when Laura, when Johnny Ace shows up, and then goes on this big tirade of why he hates Johnny. Ace. <laughs> <laughs> so like. I want to say something to the indie guys and the fans out there. You think he only hates you. He hates everybody. Like, shut up. Get over yourselves. You can wrestle girls. It's okay. Nobody cares. <laughs> he goes, uh, he specifically says, he goes, How, so you're not going to be there tomorrow? We're like, we really, you know, we like you around. You're a good voice of wrestling now. Like yeah, yeah, I loved him. And he goes, uh, he announced that instead of being in the same room with John Lawrence, he would prefer, if he had the choice, to see him murdered in front of his family. And we think, oh, okay. Well, you, pr- you, you, probably, probably, you probably shouldn't be. Yeah, maybe stay home yeah. tomorrow, yeah. And so <laughs> I remember the next day, Johnny Ace is oblivious to this, and the next day he goes, yeah, where's Jimmy? I love Jimmy. I don't know. I've heard he doesn't like me. I'm not really sure why. But, you know, tell me I said hi. And I'm, I'm thinking, well... Not only does he not like you, but he wants to see you kill, executed in front of your, in front of your family. family. Yeah. yeah. So I think s- some of the times the uh, the hatred is unfounded. I'll admit that. <laughs> 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 but uh, I remember at a TV one time, Cornette is going off on somebody, going, and I'm like really scared that he's this is going to be a giant brawl in the locker room. And I just have to tiptoe past the go because I have a match coming up, you know? <laughs> you know, I just had a match, but I'm like, I can't get to my stuff to get dressed until... He, but he's, like, screaming his face. It looks like he's as red as his solo cup, like he's going to explode. As I tiptoe past, he goes, I want to kill you and blah, 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 and you shit, and you shouldn't be in this business. Nemeth, great stuff tonight. And back to you, brother. And I was like, fuck yeah. There was, um... When I lived, uh, when I lived in Hollywood, there was a... Hey, Helmut, I'm about to tell a story about you. There was a homeless guy who Aww. sat in the park every day right across from my apartment building. And when I would walk my dog, he would, he, A, he would call my dog um, uh, <laughs> Chief. Hey, Chief. He would go, hey, Chief, you're looking good, Chief. Um, Sarge, excuse me. Sarge. Which is way better. And he would always make military references like, well, you want shore leave, Sarge? Shore leave. <laughs> Stuff like that. But Wait, would, so your dog was a, a a naval officer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but he would he would be, rant to himself a lot of the time. He would be sitting there with a the Bible and be like, "And Jesus said lesbians are disgusting, oh, no. and they should be put to death. And no, oh, Sarge, and lesbians <laughs> should be put to death." Like would go oh, no. in and out of crazy schizophrenic rants to go Hassarge. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so that's what that was. That's what that was. He, yeah. It was a blood curdling like promo on some guy, and then I walked by. Namath, you look great out there. <laughs> You're a million bucks. A million and, then, bucks. and then back to like young, yeah. And I was like, I, I told it to Nick, like, hey, he was, I think he's gonna kill someone, but then he said I was cool. He's like, all right, that's a good sign. Cool, great. I like that Nick is your arbiter of everything that happens to you. He in really, your, he, in your was. he was. He tra- yeah. like I sometimes translator, yeah. Wrestling, especially in Kentucky, was so mentally confusing. Like, I would find myself getting screamed at by Danny Davis. I would imagine Kentucky to be mentally confusing in general. Also Kentucky, yeah. But I would be getting screamed at in the back by Danny and thinking the whole time, what? I don't know what I did wrong, but I know I'm getting yelled at. And then I, I would find out later that someone else was in trouble, and I was just getting yelled at so they would feel bad. 
And now I'm thinking, dude, this is like I don't know what military school is like. It, but it's, it's something such, like yeah. that. It was just it's so insular and carny and fucking very yeah. like layers of deception yeah. at all times. Like in the wrestling in the ring is the easiest part. The rest of it is your brain. <laughs> your brain is getting screwed over all the time. Do you remember who you wrestled in your tryout? Uh, in my tryout, in your it's final six man tag. Okay. Oh man, Did, I don't care who was in it. Did you win? Do you remember that? If you went over, I took the heat. Okay. Everyone, because here's, I'll say no this. One, no one wanted to do that, probably. I am in the match. One of the heels was Moose, who was this giant. Yeah, I know Moose. Moose. Big, big black guy. Who's Different Moose. Different Moose. Not that Moose. Who's in, uh, Moose from Minnesota, okay. who was a white guy with long hair, very tall. Different very Moose. Thick yeah, guy, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, when I started hearing about that Moose, I was like, whoa, Moose is in. <laughs> oh, it's a different guy. So, he he was in the match, and I saw him at the grocery store like a few days later, and we we're both shopping. It's kind of funny, right? Too, yeah. In Kentucky, people recognize wrestlers, you as a wrestler for sure. Everywhere. I would imagine it's, that's what it's like in fucking Winter Springs or wherever. Team I don't think it is. NXT when is I was out. in Florida, no one gave a shit, man. But in, <laughs> in Kentucky, I would be at a gas station, like, "Hey, I saw you on TV. You want free gas?" And it's like, "This is the oh, best. That's awesome. This is the best state to live in." So I saw him at the grocery store. He goes, "Did you get hired yet?" I go, "I have no idea." He goes, "You're gonna get hired." I go, "What do you mean?" And every tryout match for the last four years, anyone I go against always gets hired. <laughs> <laughs> and I, he, he named the people, and the most recent one was Brad Maddox, and he goes, you're going to get signed. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. Hope you do. I mean, you're great. You're really good. <laughs> so, you, so years later when Moose was suddenly popular, <laughs> you were probably like, oh, great for that guy. Yeah, I thought it was a different Moose. So, He's like the good luck Chuck of, uh, <laughs> of fucking wrestling. But he, uh, he was an awesome guy. Man, he was a good guy. Um, so you get signed. How do you find out? So we're planning the match. It's a six-man, which can be confusing, okay. especially for a tryout. And a couple of guys were like, I want to get in this move and this move. I need to showcase my offense and these cool things I could do. And I go, I just interject. Go, if no one minds, I'm happy to just get beat up the whole match. And they go, uh, okay. And I'm like, sweet. Because in my mind, I'm like. I'm a team player. No. no? Johnny Ace does not want to see your cool move. Yeah, he's looking to hire someone who looks good that and, he could train and can learn. Yeah, he knows I've been here for like five months. He knows I'm not going to be like the best wrestler here. So I go, I'll just get my ass kicked and like sell really good. And so I got my ass kicked and sold really good. Went over to him after the thing, gave him a resume and a copy of my book. I go, I have a master's degree and I wrote a book and I want to work for WWE. And he goes, You wrote a book? Nice. And I just walked away. And I cut a promo later on. He starts laughing. I'm like, he like he thinks I'm funny. Yeah, like cool. I got it. After the whole trial was over, there's a line of forty people like to go shake his hand. He's a constant handshaking and wrestling. And he is looks at the line of people, kind of like, uh, and like sees me and goes, okay, and walks over to me and I go, yeah. Oh, dude, you knew at that point, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How excited were you? I was loo. Yeah. Like it felt like I was made yeah, of jello sure. that's exploding. All of your fucking dreams were coming true. He goes, hey, little Nemeth, are you taller than your brother? You weigh more than him or less? And he's, like, asking all these stats. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm a little taller. He probably weighs more. And he goes, you got a job here? I go, yeah, I'm a personal trainer. He goes, you make a lot of money? I go, enough to get groceries, not, like, a lot. <laughs> I just I just want to wrestle. He goes, you ever think about moving to Florida? And, like, when he, oh, I'm getting choked this up This is what people bit. are waiting in line? There's, like, 50 people waiting to shake his hand. I'm getting a little bit of, uh, I think I get teary guys just now. It's an exciting moment. Yeah, you are, man. Yeah, that's awesome. He goes, you ever think about moving to Florida? And I go, yes. And I'm, like, <laughs> like just describing, like, yeah, Palm's nice beach and Palm's just, like, I'm, there's no <laughs> way I'm making sense, you know? And he says, uh, 
you ever think about coming to wrestle for us? And I'm like, I want to say, the fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> of course I have. And I go, that's all, that'd be awesome. That's all I want. He goes, we should have you come to Florida and start training with us. And like shakes my hand. And I go, and he goes, all right, good job. And he like walks off and I'm like, can't talk, can't breathe. Like, what is it? There's no paperwork. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Wait, my what? first thought was like, <laughs> who do you call? Exactly, like, yeah. yeah. So then my one Cleveland buddy who drove down from Cleveland for the tryout, he goes, did you just get signed? I go, no, 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 no. I go, nah, I just wanted to like ask about my brother and say hi and stuff. Like, I'm just completely another. I didn't even tell my family that they were coming to Scott. Like, I'm so like. You I was were that, yeah. Taught by my brother to be crazy secretive about everything. Sure. Kind of like didn't tell anyone I even talked to him anymore. Like we're not even close. Like that's <laughs> that's my story, you know. So I go, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like calmly, like just breathing, trying to do yoga breaths. Like, okay, just pick, take your boots off, zip up your bag, let's go back to the car. And like I think Tommaso and the other kid are in the car with me, Nikki Valentino, Cleveland guy. And Nikki goes, All right, did you get signed or not? And I go, I don't know what happened because I don't. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I did. So I tell Nick, I call him right, at, like go secret behind the building. He's like, hey, hey, you up? I think I have a job. Sup you, <laughs> you up, babe? Baby, up? I tell him exactly what happened. He goes, so did he say what to do? And I go, I, I don't know what to do. I think he said he wants to hire me. He goes, would he say he just wants you to move to Florida? Is that a job? I go, I don't know, dude. You have to help me. He's like, I don't even know. So he goes, I'll talk to him tomorrow. And he goes, okay. Domino goes to Raw, I think. And he goes, hey. I saw your book in in Johnny Ace's office, sitting on his desk. And I was like, oh, cool. Am I signed? <laughs> Can I, you know? Should I move to Florida? Yeah, like, what do I do? So, Nick, I'm talking to Nick, and every, a few weeks are going by, and I have, like, nothing, hear nothing. And Nick's going, like, I'll talk to him. And then he goes, yeah, I talked to him at Raw. He says, why would I ever hire, why would I ever hire that guy? He looks just like you. We already have you. And I go, no, I'm like, I want to, no, I'm like, <laughs> The opposite of that high feeling, it's not like, oh. Sure. And he goes, but sometimes these carnies are weird. They just say things because they know I'm going to tell you, and he doesn't want me to tell you what I know, and he doesn't want you to tell me. And like, okay, so we're, we're pretty good at playing it. Like, we don't know each other, to be honest. So he calls me one day, a couple weeks later, and goes, all right, someone is going to call you probably in the next two days, and they're going to send you to Florida in January for a tryout. I go, I already did the tryout. Like, what? Oh, I already fuck, did. yeah. So I think Ty Bailey calls me and goes, hey, we want you to come to Florida in eh, the second week of January. Can you come? I go, yeah, 100%, whatever happens. So I tell the gym that I'm going to some fitness conference in Columbus, <laughs> com completely fictional. I don't tell my parents any – I do not talk to them for the whole week. And if I do, I'm like, yeah, the gym was good today. Yeah, cool. I'm not in Florida. <laughs> like, they don't know what state you're in. No yeah, one, yeah. yeah, so I go to Tampa, wrestle there. First day, halfway through the day, Dr. Tom comes out of his office and goes, he goes, Ron Nemeth, were you ever late to tape study? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, did you ever show up to a tape study three minutes late in Louisville, Kentucky? I'm like, oh, no. Danny Davis ratted on me to Dr. Tom. Because <laughs> I did. I was three minutes late. They were, what? I was early. I was 10 minutes early, but one of the marks in the parking lot seized me and would not let me walk like I was walking slow like through quicksand they're like blah, 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 this family yeah we can't wait till the show blah, blah. and I like finally walk in the door and Danny comes out and goes you might as well go the fuck home and move back to Cleveland I'm sorry I ever told your dad that you're worth a shit blah 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 and I'm like uh, uh, three minutes late three minutes late yeah so he then texted Dr. Tom as I'm doing my fucking tryout and says he was three minutes late but 
it became a funny joke the rest yeah, of the week. That can't be enough to No, this was that. this was a hundred percent him fucking with you, yeah. Him saying Nemeth's a good kid, hire him, fuck with him about this. Which it worked just fine. I told Nikki goes, Oh, that's perfect, that means they like you. I'm like, Oh, thank God. He goes, I know you and I are sarcastic and funny and like love comedy. Don't make any jokes while you're there until you've worked there for six months. Don't screw around. Like just say yes, nod your head and do whatever and do extra. Don't leave until everyone else leaves. Stay late. So I was there. I would show up an hour early and I would stay like three hours after every day working with Norman and Dr. Tom and Skinner and all those dudes. And uh, when does when do you get your new name and gimmick? Tryout matches with Lucky Cannon. Okay. I cut a promo on my brother. Oh, and you can do another tryout. I forgot. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the whole week is a tryout. And okay. Then on, then on Thursday or on Friday or Thursday, I forget, I have the taped match with Lucky Cannon. I think I beat him with a sunset flip. <laughs> <laughs> I think. And I do cut my promo on, I see Sandow there, who I recognize from visiting like OVW because he came there before he got re-signed. He was, too. this is another guy who's been around forever. Yeah, Sandow. Yeah, originally he was in, whatever. So I go, I go, hey, I know, like, you barely know me, but I'm a little nervous about my promo. He goes, okay, well, you're in Rip's class every week. Just pretend you are in Rip's class. Look out there, and you see the Davis Arena. Just do what you do for Rip. It's one minute. Wrestling is very simple. The ring, <laughs> should you get confused, remember, it's 20 by 20. There are three ropes, and should you fall down, the best place to do so is in the center. And like, all right, wrestling's simple. Cool, thank you. Cool. And I kicked the ass in the promo. Dusty, Dusty's there. He, lo- he loves it. Uh... A few weeks later, I'm just waiting for any, like, I'm, this is when you're nonstop looking at your phone, like, I'm training my day, I'm back in shitty Kentucky. You're just trying to distract yourself from looking at your phone. Yeah. Yeah. All day long, and then also, Cornette's still writing TV, and blah, 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 and I'm I'm going, I find out I'm getting signed, I still don't tell anybody. I tell Danny Davis and no one else, I go, please don't tell anybody that I was even in Florida. He doesn't tell anyone, he doesn't. Keeps the secret. Very good, cool. So... When I find out I'm hired for real, I call Jim Cornette. And I go, hey, this is Nemeth. He goes, yeah, what's up? I go, well, I got I got news. He goes, is it good or bad? Can you work tomorrow or not? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe not after that. And he goes, let me guess. Those Connecticut cocksuckers <laughs> want, want you to move to Florida. And I go, yeah. He goes, well, I knew when I first saw you. We are only going to have you for a little bit. That's good for you. But God damn it, now i got to rewrite the next three months of fucking TV. I'm like, it was cool. It was kids like a flat, cool. and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. old time guys know that's how it happens. Of course, someone's you're gonna whatever. go. You're like, gonna yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't fucking fault you for it, and it makes them look good too. And then sure. I find out later when I first moved there, from one of the office girls, she goes, "Yeah, we tried to sign you months before, but Danny said he had you in a tag team angle on TV when they needed to." F- <laughs> that's so fucking awesome. So I go this whole all those months of being confused. You could have. I was signed. The whole, signed the whole yeah, time. I was signed, but Danny was telling them, "No, we need him for this angle. We have a big show coming up." I'm like, "Ah, you carnies!" The man. levels yeah. of subterfuge going yeah. on, dude. So it's right. cool. Yeah. Long story short, you move to Florida. Yeah. Start wrestling for FCW, which yep. is basically NXT. Is yeah. there TV? Yeah, there's TV that only airs in Florida, and you can watch it on, on YouTube. The internet, yeah. Right. Okay. It's like the precursor to the NXT. We so know. Laurenitis's idea is, I don't want people to see these people training. <laughs> I don't want, like OVW, you see a mix of veterans and brand new, like I was a brand new guy. He doesn't want people to see that. He wants you to be on camera and get used to it, but he wants to. You to be good. He wants you to be 
good, and yeah. then you show up, and then you're you're a roster guy. You're not, sure. or you go on the road for a while. You don't want to see the guy's learning curve on fucking yeah. on TV. And yeah. then Triple H said, "Yeah, we do. We want to make money from it too." So so everything <laughs> changed that way. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when Ace would come in, remind us all that he's the boss. Blah blah blah. Cool. Hunter would come in the next day and goes, "By the way, I'm the boss now." And we're like, "Uh, okay." And the next day, Ace would reiterate yeah, that he's was, the boss. That's so, fucked up. People would you didn't ask, know who you were working for. No idea. It was a very confusing. There was about a little under a year where I, I would say I feel like there's a divorce and I'm the kid and none of us know who. In all honesty, is. you were you knew who to pick, and it was Triple H. Uh, At the end of the day, yeah, but you, you were didn't, working for Hunter. I mean, it wasn't clear that was actually happening. It would just be like mysteriously, this office guy's fire. We're like, why? Oh, I got, uh, and like. Eventually, you see, okay, he's removing everyone who doesn't like and putting his own team. How do you hand. go from hot young Ryan Nemeth to Briley Pierce? Briley is the last name of Danny Davis. Danny Briley is his real name. So I thought this is a cool way to give respect to him yeah. secretly. And also, it's a really weird, bizarre name that is not really a name. I always thought it was because of Ryan. Uh, I liked that it kind of was like Ryan, but. And then Pierce? Pierce was. Uh, this last name of two kids I went to high school with. You came up with it? Yeah. Presented it? They were cool with it immediately? No no backup options? No list, I, no list of names? I gave them names. weeks and weeks of hundreds of names. And the Do little, you remember any of them? Uh, I think one of them went on to become... Like, someone would use some of them eventually. I'm trying to remember which one. I was, I was pitching Skylar pretty Daniel hard. Bryant. I wanted to be Skylar pretty hard. Okay. I don't remember what the last name was for that, but I had just pages and pages and pages of names, man. And what was your idea? You were you were a healer or a face uh, in, in FCW? I was a good guy. But you were like arrogant and cocky, right? I would say eighty five percent of the time I was smart ass good guy, but the people but I would during injury time I was like the interviewer or the host of the show, so people and this is before mandatory hashtag tweeting. Like, I was the only guy on Twitter who was interacting with yeah. fans and, like, getting them to come to shows, posting pictures of them. Like, I was insane about social media. And so I really had a big connection with the fans. And so it was pretty – it was much easier for them to get behind me if I'm getting my butt kicked, you know? Sure. As opposed to a guy everybody loves suddenly is a bad guy. Like, I wouldn't be a bad guy on TV and then suddenly in an overseas show on the pre-tape be the good guy hero of – it makes sense. Did you want to be a bad guy? Like the, what Triple H does. I'm yeah, just, exactly. I'm just kidding. Did you want to yeah, be a bad always, guy? Yeah, always. Way more fun. It, but seems, it seems like it's way more fun. But, you but know, I was if, happy to be in a match, man. And here's the thing that I think most wrestling fans don't think of, or at least casual ones that I only learned recently. You make a lot less merchandise money. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's I, why John Cena's never turned fucking heel. It's because of the, the billions of dollars <laughs> they sell on multicolored yeah. t-shirts that say the same thing. During my tryout on the Friday, I was sitting there in the ring with Bo, who is... Not Bo Dallas, and he was Bo Rotunda. He was Rotunda, right? Yeah. And he goes, he goes, hey Nemeth, what do you think? Like in the long run, rather be a babyface or a heel? And I'm like really thinking about, it. I'm like, I don't know this and this. He goes, ask me. I go, okay. What? He goes, babyface, sell more merch. That's it. And he walked off. I'm like, all right, see ya. And he has never been a babyface <laughs> since. <laughs> but huge babyface in Florida, like hometown. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Even NX, to be fair, in NXT, he was so over as the heel Bo Dallas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Florida, um, Florida love him and his brother more than any. Like, hometown, they hometown love boys, Dusty Rose, right? yeah. they love Skinner, and they love the Rotundas. Yeah. Um, I you've told me what it's like there. Can you give and and it's it's basically the same program that they're running now at NXT, right? 
in terms of classes and schedule? Uh, and I think things are definitely a little bit different. So what 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 is your daily life like in, in FCW? Uh, in FCW and NXT for me back then, it was there's two halves of the day. One half is wrestling all day long for four hours, and the other half is lifting weights for like three hours. <laughs> And then, like, one one night a week, you have, like, a promo class with Dusty, right? Uh, That was a whole... For us, that was a daytime thing. It okay. It would be Wednesday, Wednesday during the day, all day long, and then wrestle afterward again. I think every fucking fan likes to imagine that had to, that had to, to have been the coolest part of all of your lives, right? Was, promo was, day with Dusty Rhodes? Yeah. That was my favorite day by it far. It had to have yeah. been the best, the best part of being a wrestler. Wrestling was cool, but it's so painful. And yes. And the conditioning was so demand... And, like... And the weightlifting training was so, it was like Olympic lifting, strength and conditioning, like insane strongman lifting, and then you wrestle for four. It's like bump, And bump, I know bump, it sounds bump, silly. Bump, I know bump. it sounds like a silly analogy, but if you if you imagine it like wrestle high school, Dusty seems like the cool teacher who doesn't give a fuck because he's yeah, tenured. Yeah, 100%. Whereas your other teachers, like, fucking build them up. Well, the other teachers, it was not originally like this, but it became like this. The last year or so I was there, were it very clearly all scared of losing their jobs because their immediate boss was such a prick. And their immediate boss being? Bill DeMont. Yeah. And he, I want to touch on this real quick because sure. I also want people on Squared Circle to listen to this episode. Yeah, yeah, sure. You were kind of vocal during the whole the Bill DeMott thing. Your name came up. I have been very, even when I worked there, I was always very vocal. And so. What was your experience with that dude? Because now with, obviously he fucking got fired. And obviously there was, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. But you got people like Jericho and, and other well, elder statesmen, as it were, defending him. I think the elder statesmen defending him. They think they're defending him, but what they're really defending is, I had it rough coming up. It wasn't physically easy. We got beat up. We got stretched in the dungeon and blah, blah, blah. Cool. I don't have a problem with that. The problem comes from a Fortune 500 multinational corporately traded company hiring a guy with no legitimate resume who had already been fired for all that same stuff. What do you mean he was the Terminator? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, we don't need to spend tons of time on it, but I don't. My, yeah, I don't. I don't want to dwell on it because he it, would come in as a guest coach repeatedly, prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that he does not know how to coach wrestling, get people injured. I was in a cast with a broken leg. He wa- walked up to me and said, "He goes, Briley, faking an injury, milking the company for money." I go, "Yeah, yeah, this is all fake. My leg's not really broken." Swings back, kicks me in the fucking cast laughs and walks off and the whole roster is staring going like no like and you're so scared to ever do anything because once you're at that point you're at a make or break point where the where slightest trip up your 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 wrestling done. career is over forever yeah and, and he is the one person standing in between you and theoretically and riches and tv this and- he's not even a head trainer he's a guest who's coming in for a week at this point he does this and i go god i hope they don't hire him back for anything here few months later hey your new head trainer is this guy and, and every i out loud go <laughs> because i'm a very vocal person who you know i and i also don't see him walking in the door because i don't know he's in the building i go what fucking fake resume did that fucking asshole give you and i look open my eyes and i see him <laughs> staying in front of us and i go all right that's the countdown starting right there great because he's not good, everyone knows he's not good. The coaches all hated him. The talent hated him. He had one guy that constantly would get him out of jams and shift the blame every. You'd see other coaches get fired. Ricky Steamboat got iced. Our strength coach, who was universally adored, also as was Steamboat, got iced. 
all for things you're like, is this going to be the incident that gets Bill fired? No. Someone you love got fired because he would shift the blame, change the reports. You would take reports. I don't want to do this anymore, but he's not a good guy. And and, and then he's got kids and a family, and I know everyone's experienced. Like, I just spent an hour defending Jim Cornette. I know sure. there's people who will defend Bill DeMott. Of course, but you experienced it first. Fuck, you can't dismiss a dude who kicks your broken leg. I can't, and I can universally say... And, I, and the billion other stories that came out. And I had very... I know everyone's like, oh, Steen's my buddy, so I hate Jim Cornette. Or the Young Bucks are my friends, so I hate Jim Cornette. They're doing awesome. I know friends who had giant wrestling futures who can barely walk anymore because of him. And it's like, that's not how you train wrestling. I heard I'm it, sorry, I, Jericho, that's not how you train wrestling, by deliberately crippling people. How many hundreds of careers that dude ended? And it's Literally, like, both by getting people fired over bullshit and by fucking injuring them. Yeah, and so I know you need to train people rough. I was trained rough. Everyone should be trained rough. But once you are now property of a company who's invested millions of dollars in a roster and, you are, and you're crippling them, it's like the Disney Corporation not doing a background check on like fucking a high. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. WWE is a giant publicly traded thing. All and right. it was all yeah. And there's all these fires, and it was always just getting like whatever. Yeah. Um. Do you did you ever have experience with uh uh fucking Jason Albert or uh, Matt Bloom or whatever? Uh, just in passing, like handshakes. And all. I was you, very good friends with Sakamoto. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Mr. Sakamoto. You love Japanese guys. He was one of my best friends, yeah. Uh, do you think he, the company, it's clearly in better hands with that dude, right? From what I've been told, 100%, yeah. Okay. So so at least on to better days now. But. I think, I remember that day that the news came out that he had uh, <laughs> claimed innocence but resigned. I got an uncountable amount of phone calls and texts from everyone who still works there. I'm friends with going... Uh, we're happy now. Finally, this job is fun. Like, and that's we're happy. Awesome. And you know, that's not to say anything bad about him, but it's like I'm very happy vicariously for them. Like, all right, cool. So you're not scared all the time, or you are, but at least not for that reason. Like, cool. Sure. I mean, and it's still the high pressure. Like, yeah, you're competing against everyone. Wrestling else will never be easy. No. WWE is already terrifying and high pressure but and crazy no, there's, enough. There's no reason to add more to you that. You don't need yeah. to have that bullshit there. Yeah. Um. Who were the coolest boys? Ooh, the I coolest love asking boy. Ryan wow. this question. Who were who were your who were your friends when you were down there? And I know, and I know I know them, but I want the, the listeners to know. Well, we want to know cool. who the cool boys are. Who, like who'd you room with down there? Like <laughs> his boarding school. Um, at, Hogwarts I, for wrestling. Uh, when I first showed up there, there was a very welcoming group of people who I knew from Kentucky: uh, Santino, Sandow, and Serena. They lived, they had a house, and they go, until you get settled, come crash on our couch. So I live in their couch for a month or two. Got my own studio apartment, and, like, every, everything is by the water there. So I was like, oh, mom, I like to see <laughs> waves coming in. This is awesome. And then I realized, like, I would still just go hang out at their house every day after practice. So I kind of thought, maybe I should just move back in here. Uh, Serena ended up moving out, and then I said, you know what, I'll move into this house. Yeah, sure. So I... Roommates with the, like the weirdest of all wrestlers. Yeah, absolutely. Sandow and Santino, you know the two g- most gimmicky, insane. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, in real life, the three of us are pretty bizarre. Like we're pretty weird individuals. Uh, coolest boys. So they were my friends. Cassidy is my buddy. Uh, Mr. Sakamoto and Jiro <laughs> when he when Jiro San was there. Uh, Yoshi Tramparetta, Bateman or uh, Hutter. Uh, <laughs> what is his name? EC3. Bronson, Carter, yeah, yeah. I'm just naming my friends. No, I know. 
Evan Bourne or uh, Seidel. You have, but you have like awesome like Seamus Yoshi stories and like no, you don't. Never no, mind. No, I don't. Never mind. No. The internet does. The the internet has. You those, just Google yeah. that. Uh, uh, it's it sounded. Look, I, I and I know your experience wasn't all positive. Most right? of it was really, most of it was really most of until it was. the end. So what was the negative stuff? How did you get? How did you get out of wrestling? Let's say, let's say. Um, it's a very it's a very bizarre combination of show business, athleticism, and carnival. Because for all accounts, you d- you did fairly fucking well down there, right? Thank you. I think yeah, I think I did. I think I could have done a lot more, but how much of that do you think is fun? How much do you think is booking? Um, and and then you know, I will describe two situations and then let the listener decide what they think. I guess. I mean, I, you can't really judge yourself that much. Okay, I'll say. Under the reign of Laurinaitis and Dr. Tom, that era, I was treated with respect like a blue-chip athlete who was recruited as part of a wrestling family, was luckily put in cool TV thing, like a cool TV angle from Dusty, made a tag team champion, on the rise, like, in a cool tag team. We were, like, very lucky and blessed enough to be main eventing house shows with Maddox, Xavier Woods, Cesaro, Sandow, and Ambrose. Like that, You only wrestled for five months before you got signed, right? Six months. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. so it was a little fast, and I probably could have stood more experience in Rips class, for sure, and wrestling the, ter- the Kentucky territory. But I didn't. That's how it works. And a lot of people show up there with literally no experience, and they go, here, you work here now. Okay, I like wrestling. I like football, but now I like wrestling. And that's fine. I mean, take someone who came from bodybuilding and started wrestling. Like, John Cena has saved the world of, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Angle came from. One of the best legitimate. wrestlers of all time. Oh, yeah, came, my, yeah. Mark fucking Henry. Like, those, so, yeah, like, yeah. I have nothing bad to say about people who've never wrestled before and just show up there, but I wanted some experience, you know? Uh so I was treated like recruit, like a re- like a recruited blue chip brother of famous guy who's gonna be great, world famous, world famous brother. Uh, I felt and was told num- a number of times like you're the best talker in this entire part of the company. Like that you're gonna be awesome. Like we can't wait to do start doing. Like, we can't wait to the time is right with you and your brother to do something. And that's cool when you hear those things all the time and you tell your parents. Reinforcing. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, Road Dog coming down to do like help us with TV, and I was doing a segment. Me and Cassidy were trying out this thing where we were just like shit talking like New York guys, which you know I'm from New York, right? That makes sense. <laughs> I remember Road Dog goes, he's laughing so hard, and he goes, "Watching you guys do this is like watching Saturday Night Live. If your brother could talk like you, if we can teach him to talk like you, we can teach you to work like him. We're gonna have tag champs for the next hundred years." And that was one of the huge. I'm not just putting self over. Like, of course. But that was an awesome compliment to him. So now someone else takes over and someone else is the head coach. And I am now treated like everybody hates your brother and we hate you. And like, that's it. We You are now getting. It was done. You're now getting beat up by the new football guy who can barely wrestle in the first match of every show. And you should be lucky that you're on the show at all. And we hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let us man. just keep reiterating: we, we do don't not like you. you. We and, don't and like. We also don't like your brother, and we hate you. Again. And when you do the the monthly evaluations, went from constantly improving. We're happy to have you here. You're gonna be. You have a bright future here. We'd love to have you. To overnight being, 
have it's like you've never wrestled before. It's like your bottom of the barrel. Like D- Dusty remained a champion of yours through the whole thing. Right? Dusty, to his credit, and thank you. D- oh man, sorry. Uh, yeah, he was a big proponent of Bradley Pierce. Always, he was someone who bucked the system. The current system he was in, he was kind of as much as he could be an anti-authority kind of figure who loved. That shit that and going I back yeah. to the last episode of you not signing that fucking band contract at nine years old, <laughs> yeah, you right. loved anti-authority figures. He loved yeah, it because yeah. I would, I kind of was resigned to the fact that I'm getting fired as soon as it's like it's possible. I, I know it's happening. Yeah, and so I would go into promo class with that in mind and just do what the what you marks would call shoot promos, and I would just tell it how it is. And they were the most beloved promos in NXT history, I'm sure. And this is and this is not at the time when like the uh, the punk thing had happened yet. Pipe bomb, you mean? So this yeah, is yeah. like people's faces. Like after the camera goes off, there's no clapping. There's just like eyes bugged out and jaws <laughs> dropped. Like you can't say that stuff. But you already knew you were like, fired. Yeah, I, I can say whatever I want. Yeah, what else you want to know? Did you start making other plans? I started. I was telling Nick, I'm like, I think this guy wants me out of here, and I think. From what I've heard from the office assistants, it seems like he's trying real hard. And I had a, a, and I didn't want that to happen, you know? So I would talk to the higher-up executive guys and go, Hey, I, what am I doing wrong? Because my reports now went from really high. I would say, look, six months ago, yeah. I'm, they had a top 10 ranking and I'm three. Like, that's, that feels pretty good. To suddenly, I'm lucky to be in the beginner's class with with people who have never worked before ever at risking a concussion every day of practice. Because um, that's the thing like you got to consider, too, is is the football dudes who have never wrestled in their lives yeah, before. Yeah, and you have to learn somehow, but you shouldn't be learning with a live human being. And, like, I was so happy. Like, and they go, well, how – and I would go into these evaluations now in the new regime, and they go, how come you're not in the top class? And I go, I was two months ago. I was, well, if we had a top 10, would you even be on it? I go, you did have one. I was number, number three. three. I was a champion. Like, do you remember? Like, I was, not that I, I don't think of myself. Do you guys know, wait. <laughs> you know who my brother is? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you hate him, remember? <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. And it was, it was like you're in t- the Twilight Zone, man. And it was, and like, you have your, your immediate boss telling you, the furthest I see you ever going is uh, getting squashed by Santino in a dark match. And I go, that's funny because everyone else who works there sees me doing a long, decade-long program with my brother. <laughs> like, that's why I think I was why I was hired. I think like, okay. And then you just start think. Then you think, what other avenue can I do to get up there? Because I'm like, I, I, I'm gonna die here career-wise. I need to get somehow up there. Like, so you start pitching things like crazy to all the writers, to all the people. What were some of your pitches to get you up there? Uh, you said the twin, the twin yeah, thing, right? Yeah, the lookalike, edgehead thing with my brother. Like I'm like, if I get, if I grow my hair out one inch and dye it blonde, you exactly like your look, fucking yeah, brother. I'll just borrow yeah. his gear for a day. Like that's enough to take a spear from Edge. Like I think, yeah. Uh, I was, I was told by people to start doing Sandow's assistant. So I was a guy named Ignatius. Dweeby. When he was still, when he was doing, when he Road was with Scholar. the Roller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, before that, when he was doing, oh no, Smart- Road Scholar, yeah, during he was Road doing Scholar Smart Guy thing, thing. Smart yeah, Guy yeah. thing. So I was his like, I, I based it on Rob Naylor, if you know who that is, yeah. And he, he was fine with it. I, I dressed like Rob Naylor and did like, and I think they were telling us like we're either gonna use real Naylor or Briley. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I go, yeah, either way it'll be great, it'll be perfect. 
So for a while I was doing that. Uh, just backstage interviewer guy because that worked in FCW as a way to get me in the ring. That was cool. Like backstage interviewer who, turn, who turns into a competitor. Which is which is now. I mean, Byron Saxton, Brad Maddox, Riley. Like every – it goes back and forth now with those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. Uh, just hold my reinvented Briley is not a funny. I was told by a new regime that I'm too silly. I can't be taken seriously. So Did you I fierce. So I went eight months with no comedy and matches or promos. Completely just to show. I'm like I don't need that. I I'm good. But just knowing you, that's not what your strong suit is, dude. You know what I mean? Well, I I show that it was. So I was cutting these shoe promos. I was doing legitimate like. And all matches, there's no more I didn't jokes. mean strong suit in the sense that you're not good at not at doing that. I yeah. meant that your talent is, in large part, is how fucking funny you are. I entertainment. Think. Yeah, which exactly. kind of what you want in entertainment which is, Isn't that what wrestling is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which something, again, that was hugely lauded and applauded when I was doing it in FCW in the first part of NXT. Suddenly, that's a bad thing, and no one's allowed to be funny. You're not seven foot two and Samoan. Like you don't need to be intimidating all the yeah, time. Yeah, so like that was always my way of getting booked on things and getting the the, the pop in matches with being funny. You know, that's how I became a tag champ. That's how I. But genuinely funny too, which is one thing that, that thank you Vince can has never <laughs> seemed to have gotten right in, in fucking the history of WWE. Uh, but like. There, like, obviously Santino wasn't going to wrestle forever. He had other plans in his life to do, and I was like, cool, I'll do that. I'll do that, yeah, sure. Uh, but suddenly he was like, no, everyone has to be a badass. Everyone has to be Brock Lesnar. And it's like, well, you have one of those. You have a few, though. Like, everyone? I remember hearing the same talk given to Hutter, uh, who's, by the way, used humor to great success in his company at the moment. Like, Triple A. Yeah, and, and in his fucking career, all of Degeneration X. Like. Uh, yeah, I remember we would have talks, like, <laughs> me and Bateman, we'd sit there thinking, like, we're told we're both too, we're, we can't be funny. I'm like, what did DX do the entire time? Like, moon people, and like, and they weren't really funny, but no, they, they thought they were funny. they weren't funny. They were horrific in retrospect. Yeah, but it's, I remember. The worst, the worst part of my adult life was when the network came out and I started revisiting old Raws, oh, and I was so like, bad. Oh my god! I was the biggest DX fan. They're basically rapists. Yeah, they're horrible mon. I didn't even know they were heels when I was the kid. No, I didn't either. I th- I loved them. Yeah, I had DX awesome. shirts. I fucking pictures of me and Mickey Mouse doing the fucking crotch chop at Disneyland and shit. Of course, yeah. Um, there's an episode specifically where they they uh, reference Triple H drugged Stephanie the night before. Yeah. And they have her dress in the ring that she was wearing, uh, implying that they fucked her. Yeah. And first, they're like, uh, Billy, what did you get up to last night? And it's something along the lines of like, oh, I met this girl and we had fun. They're like, oh, what did she do? He goes, I punctured her liver. Oh, God. And then Xbox smells the dress and says, smells like bleach and oysters. I think there's DNA on this dress. I didn't do any of that. No, because it's <laughs> fucking horrible, <laughs> I man. Didn't, I didn't do rape humor. That wasn't yeah. my forte. Thank you. Um, how did the axe finally fall? Um, so I had that talk with one of the executives about how I, I go, Hey, I have this feeling and he confirmed, he goes, yeah, everyone says you're awesome. But then when I get the reports, suddenly you suck. And I go, you were there in Kissimmee, Florida, which is Disney town. I yeah. think Orlando sold out thousands of people in the arena, main eventing with my brother and Trent and Maddox place going nuts. And, when I when he was choking me out, they weren't chanting Dolph. There were the thousands of people are going Briley, Briley. I could hang in there with who arguably is the top worker in your entire company, 
in the ring with him and inconveniently for me, my brother, but I showed that I can And get the entire fucking crowd over. And work the forty five minute match in a main event. Yeah. You were there, you watched it. Do you think I suck? And he goes, Obviously no, you're one of the most entertaining and you, you can handle yourself in the ring, blah blah blah. I go, Is there if you know I'm for lack of a better word, being a sabotage, can you help me? <laughs> like you are the head of this department. Like you are not under anyone else. You are the guy who runs this. And he goes, ah, it's not as easy as that. Because it is. No, it is. you're in charge. Like, you're the boss. And then it became clear, like, this coach is fucking untouchable until the Washington Post picks it up. No, he will never be, like, you know what I mean? Um, Had, had this been a few years later, yeah. let's say, yeah. and, and DeMott wasn't there anymore, do you think, you think everything would have been different, right? Yeah, I it think well, you can't make guarantees. Yeah, I know, I know you don't want to talk about and I mean it's and it's who knows what would have happened, but it wouldn't of course. have been that. Yeah. So that I mean, so so you do get fired eventually, right? In in this movie I get fired. Yeah. With a slew of other fucking super talented people. Yeah. And I remember the, the phone call. I go I won't tell the whole long story. I just did this whole long story in the Trent thing, but the summation of it is, hey, remember that phone call we had six months ago when I when you confirmed me someone just wants me fired? He goes, yeah. I go, is that why I'm getting fired? He goes, ah, yeah, basically. I go, you still can't do like This is a fake fire. You're fake firing me. He goes, yeah. I go, my brother's the world champion right now. Like, <laughs> I, like he, he's the champion of the world. I'm really good. I'm I'm the best talker here. He goes, yeah. And he goes, I'm, I know you're going to go off and like kick ass in Hollywood. Like, he just said that out loud. I go, yeah, I will. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I won't do the whole talk, but it's kind of like... Six months ago, you told me I'm going to get fake fired, and then, like, then you're getting fake happened, fired. Yeah. yeah. And so it made me, like, I don't have respect for a guy who runs a department but goes, uh, I, I have to fire you because the guy below me says I have to. Like, that's insane. Because the guy below me is untouchable. Yeah. Uh, the week after that, that same guy called me and asked me to go drive an hour out of my way to an elementary school in Tampa, speak to the kids, pretend, tell them I still work there, do an hour-long uh, speaking engagement and sign autographs and drive back unpaid and say and tell them I still work there. What was your response? To not do that. <laughs> his, his line, the, the famous line from the email he also followed up with was, what the kids don't know won't hurt them. And I think, this is 2013 at the time. They have the internet. That's like the mentality of the entire fucking company, though, for the most part, unfortunately. They know, like... The teacher w- had been keeping in touch. I've spoken there a number. I used to take the divas to go do like speak engagement at schools. That was m- one of my favorite parts of wrestling was to actually like go to the, the kids, yeah. neighborhoods that were poor and talk to kids who otherwise like the teachers would pull us aside and go, "They these kids will in a few years will be told they don't have futures. Like it's awesome to have you guys come here and do this stuff." That was a huge part of why I loved working there because they they embraced that stuff and. And they also embraced it so much they wanted the guy they just fired to go do it. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah. So uh, how, when did you get out of Florida? Uh, I stuck around there for a month, and two months maybe. And that must uh, have just been drinking and shirtless boys. It was it was brutal, man. Uh, luckily, I had a, a few friends who were also all fired. It was, yeah, like you just said, we had some <laughs> – that, that crop of people who were fired for not being good at anything – uh, turn out to be really, 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 really good at everything. Yeah, and they still yeah. are for the yeah. most part. <laughs> all, like all of them. Yeah. Um, 
It's you have pe- people that are like in movies and TV shows, top wrestlers in Japan. You have the world champ of TNA, like just not good enough for it, but not good enough for the beginners class and developmental. Yeah. Speaking to that, yeah. Uh, why was it over for you and not for those guys? Wrestling wise, yeah. Uh, in my mind, there was there's nothing higher than WWE, and in my mind, I've had. At least enough injuries where I know if I have these injuries on my own, working around in some town in the m- middle of wherever, you're fucked. This is just all on me. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people are cool with that, but these are also guys who are chasing that thing still. I had the thing. I'm not. At the time, I broke my ribs in Kentucky for sure, but it was, and I went to my medical evaluation for WWE the next day, like. Back then, it was like, doesn't matter. Anything, whatever it freaking takes <laughs> to get there. Now, it's like, oh, if I break a bone, I just can't pay bills. I can't do anything. I'm just screwed. Like, yeah. So, I get that. People are still chasing the thing and want to get to the highest point and blah, blah, blah. But I also want something more sustainable also. So, I do, from time to time, I'll wrestle. Like, I'm, what, when will this air? Uh, This one will air in a couple weeks. Uh, So... So I'll I'll wrestle from time to time if it's with a best friend or if it's a cool trip to a cool like country like I did a tour of Australia that was fun I'm gonna do some Florida dates maybe when this is airing yeah I mean it's not out of the realm but it, I'm not I'm not in the position of a dog begging to be taken back into NXT like hell no happy to do other stuff like you maybe have seen me appear on Swerved once or twice here and there or do like whatever. Like that's okay. Like sure. I, I and, like you've, be, and you've been doing a bunch of movie work and commercial yeah, stuff. And, and yeah. How long have you been out in LA now? Um, going maybe a year and a half. That's crazy. It's only been that long. Cause yeah. you're doing really well, dude. Thanks. And, um, we should also mention you, you, uh, so, so you transitioned from wrestling to comedy and acting full time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And training me. Yeah. And Loma Bennett. And making your muscles bigger. Um, you also do a monthly comedy show though yeah. in LA. That's that's, and I'm not even joking because I fucking I, I did a lot of improv and I like comedy and I hate going to see other people's comedy because it <laughs> usually fucking sucks. Me too. Like rarely, uh, uh, the black version I really like, which is a show that's at uh, Groundlings, I think, okay. and especially because I'm yeah. such a UCB snob. Sure. Which and, which and all, I'm and I'm like an IO snob. Which all UCB people are, if yeah. you like. Yep. Uh, so you do a show every month at. Um, I.O. Second City. Second City, I'm sorry. That's all right. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Bad. Ooh. Bad. Like, at, <laughs> at Second City in Hollywood uh, with um, fellow uh, former WWE wrestler and current like Lucha Underground main guy and actor in every movie ever, John Morrison. John Morrison. Johnny, John Nitro. And Mundo. like 12 other dudes? No, there's a lot. How many? There's like six other guys? Six other dudes, yeah. Who are all insanely funny and yeah. writers and, and, and actors on TV shows. Really and, talented and, guys. And the group is called? It's called Flying Chuck, which is one of John Morrison's wrestling moves. And it's <laughs> just it's an, it's just a flat-out, like, Harold-y... Not even Harold. It's just a... It's yeah, a, it's like it's like an Armando, I guess. It's or just a, a free-form uh, improv show, so they get they get, suggest- they get uh, one suggestion... Yeah. Someone comes out and does a monologue. We'll have a, a different. The monologue dude will be a different wrestler. Well, I was gonna say. So, yeah. so the, the 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 gimmick, as it were, with this show is oh, that no. other than uh, Ryan and Morrison being former wrestlers uh, or or wrestlers, uh, the monologist every week is a former or current wrestler, and it's yeah. been it has been. I have seen personally, and then you can tell me the people that maybe I haven't seen, okay. but I've seen Dolph Ziggler, world famous world pro famous wrestler, pro wrestler Dolph, Dolph uh, Donnie. Donnie, Ziegler Nemeth. Yep, yep. Um, 
I've seen Gangrel. Gangrel. Of the brood fame. Yeah, vampire. Real uh, life vampire. I've seen... Uh, who else has done it? I mean... Uh, Judas from NXT has done it. Bronson's done it. Bronson's done it a few times. Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. Uh, Victoria, who's Lisa Marie. Uh, Vashon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, she's done it. Well, I've seen other people do it, too. Uh, Chavo has done it. Chavo Guerrero. Um, Brad Maddox has done it. Uh, oh, man. I hope... Whoever we forget, I feel like... So I bad. feel like... There's someone. Whoever they were, they were so great they were we so, forgot. We, they're so good we forgot, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. It's so that's uh I don't hate wrestling. I'm not someone who refuses like I'll go see my friends wrestle sometimes, I'll do a show sometimes. Which you and we should say, can I can I reveal that you secretly uh saw a show this weekend? Yeah, well, I wasn't. It's not a secret. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a secret to me, motherfucker, because you didn't tell anyone you were going. Uh, You came to night one of PWG, right? Yeah. Was it night one? It was night two. Friday or Saturday? Saturday night. Okay, so you came to night two of PWG Bola, which is Battle of Los Angeles. I just went. I just hung out with. I haven't seen Trent Barrett in a while. One of my best friends in the world. So we went to go eat some food together. And as it turns out, he wanted to get back to the show. It wasn't booked, but just was bored. He goes, well, I just come in and hang out for a few minutes. So I hung out. I said hi to some of the – I recognized a lot of my friends were there. Chris Hero, good buddy. Uh, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> it was cool to see him. And then I who's, said, who's fucking huge. He's enormous. Yeah, he's great. No clue why they would have fired that guy. He, man, what a talented guy. Yeah. Right? Like the, uh, um, so Another guy who, like, right away was champ, intercontinental champion, like the destined chosen guy, and suddenly <laughs> – like he's rock and roll guy. He's like the third man in three MB. Yeah. Well, uh, <coughs> I can't be the guy who critiques wrestling. No, I don't like, forget. That's whatever. I mean, that's dumb. Uh, yeah. Speaking of critiquing wrestling, did you like what you saw at Bola? I re- I'll tell you two matches I really, really liked. Uh, <coughs> Thatcher. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Something. No worries. Thatcher and uh, Chris Hero match. I Timothy really, Thatcher versus Chris Hero. That was a great match. It was fun to watch. Timothy Thatcher looks like a he time traveled from the forties from somewhere in yeah. like the Yukon. Hundred percent. Um, uh, he, though. So the my favorite kind of wrestling to watch. This is like so unpopular to say. Probably is when it looks like people are like wrestling. So I love watching. If you could take like you're not into flipping ninjas. It's okay, but like they're not. The moves aren't consequential. Yeah, and like they're doing a lot of unnecessary backflips. And I should say, I love PWG. Like converted me back into a huge wrestling fan. It's my fucking religion now. But a lot. I was showing someone PWG yesterday. Yeah, and they kept going like, "Why does that guy keep backflipping for no reason?" It's cool. It's a cool visual thing to see. But like, it's not the it's not the storytelling art of wrestling. Doesn't hurt because the guy just gets right back up and then does that backflip to hit. Like, okay, all right. But I really enjoyed watching Thatcher and Hero do like grappling, fighting. I mean, like, Hero was like an old school fucking. It was it was like watching uh like my favorite guy who I used to be able to do this with was Cesaro like at practice or in like the tag matches sometimes like Cesaro is so fun to do that stuff with because I was gonna say Thatcher know. reminds me of Cesaro yeah, actually big time. I, yeah so I really huge liked watching huge him. time yeah, yeah, yeah and then I liked watching Drew and the little guy the speedball speedball kid. I he's that was fucking fun, fun right because Drew is like. Giant monster man, and the, the, the I and I love I my favorite kind of match also is big Davey, guy little Davey guy. versus Goliath or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so I love which is every speedball match this weekend. I think he Probably. fought Brian Cage, dude. Oh, there you go. Same yeah. thing. So in fact, the the guy I was talking to from Florida to where he goes, anyone you want to wrestle in particular around here? I said, I'll just name people I really love wrestling: uh, Mason Ryan and Rob Terry. 
And he goes, well, we want it to be a realistic fight. I go, hey, have you ever watched wrestling? <laughs> and that's what he did. He started laughing. He goes, cool, book those matches because I'm really good with giant guys. Yeah. That's my fit. It's the most fun. Um, the speedball dude, and this is, I'm interested in your critique You know, he's on only this. like 13. I, yeah, I know. He's, he's <laughs> 17 years old and he's and Canadian. The, the whole time during the show in the back, everyone kept going, dude, he's only like 20. You know, he's like 19. Like number just gets lower and lower. My favorite. He was just born. My favorite uh, thing to yell out at PWG shows is at some point during a speedball match when he starts getting demolished, I scream <laughs> out, leave him alone. He's just a boy. He's just a boy. That's pretty good. Um... I've, and this is just a, a random wrestling critique, but I've I've read on a lot of like dirt sheets and listened to a lot of podcasts in the past week that that since Bola that all say that like that dude is going to be one of the top indie stars in the world and theoretically might get signed at one point. Do you see that in him? Because I really enjoy watching him wrestle. I like because the, he's little kicky ninja guy. Like he's Karate Kid. He wears no shoes. He's got he, no feet. He's got dirty fucking feet, man. Gross feet, yeah. Um, he wears a karate gi. <laughs> he's like five foot eight, <laughs> and he weighs like hundred and forty-five pounds. And he's nine years old. He's nine years old. <laughs> he can kick for five minutes straight without getting tired. With both legs, like With, the, the dance. Yeah, right? bam, bam, bam. Yeah, bam, yeah, the bam, yeah. bam, bam thing. Um, I think he's super entertaining. I don't know that necessarily. He's going to take over the world. That being said, though, he's the most over-fucking wrestler at PWG. Yeah. I don't, what are you... Are you asking me uh, if you're going to hire him? No, I'm asking you, like, oh. do you do you see, like, value in that dude? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, in re- I was, the next thing I was going to say was going to totally cut him down. I was going to go, but you could put value in anyone. Like, but, no, yeah, I do. He's very fun to watch. The people like him, and he's tiny little size, and his athletic ability is very, very cool. Right on. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, you could... Uh, now, who are the coolest boys? Just in general? Yeah. Um, like wrestler guys? Yeah, just, man. Who, just are your, like... who, are the fa- who are your favorite people that you've, that you've interacted <laughs> with in this, in this world of wrestling? Uh, I'm still, like, I have some best friends. I would name them. I think my brother. He's okay? He's good. He's good. I, just being cool. What about... Um... Sandow's cool. Santino's cool. Trent Bronson. I just like we watched a. Uh, did you come? Were you there for SummerSlam? Yeah, you came over for SummerSlam. Uh huh. And I asked Ryan during every match <laughs> who the cool who the coolest boy in the match was. Who's the coolest boy in this match? Well, he gave me a dirty look one time. Uh, I think everybody's cool. Everybody's Luke, pretty cool. Luke Harper's cool. Love Luke Harper. Do you, do you, um is it weird to watch WWE product now? Yeah, it's sometimes super weird, man, because currently the entire roster is just everyone I wrestle in Florida. <laughs> that slowly started happening, and then, like, I couldn't watch it for, like, six months, and then I would tune in to see what my brother's up to, and I go, oh, this whole show is just, it's just an FCW show. Cool. You, you still watch Ziggler stuff, right? Uh, yes. You watch mostly every Ziggler match, and then, yeah. and then, like, if someone tells you, like, something cool Yeah, happened. and if, like, I'll, I'll, t- I mean, if I'm talking to a friend, I go, are you doing something tonight? And they go, yeah, or not, like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to check it out. Uh, so so, what is life like now for Ryan Nemeth? You're you're fully into comedy mode. You just did UCB. Yeah, right? I have, I have a, I'm doing something at UCB next week too. I'm in a lucky spot where a lot of comedy people out here are secret or open wrestling fans, and so in the last really in the last few months, that's well, Flying Chuck was the first forte of realizing that wrestling and comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was cool. And it's cool to bring, you can bring the wrestling fans to see this and go, what the hell is this? Oh, it's kind of funny. And I get to hear my little Mark stories about John Morrison driving in a car somewhere with Schnitzky or like whatever the dumb story is. Um, 
I and, think Moore's in stories are probably a little more scandalous. Yeah. You know, any t- I just re- realized anytime Nick Ho- anytime Dolph Ziggler hosts. I was hosts, just going to say, do you remember that happening? Yeah, big time. Yeah. But anytime my brother will host, we'll go, can we get a suggestion, a question, or whatever? Someone will always yell out, Spirit Squad. <laughs> like, ladder match. Ladder match. But so, they'll, they'll always say Nicky, and he's like, yeah, I know I was in the Spirit Squad. Does anyone have a question? Like, <laughs> and the person's like, oh, I suck. Anytime. It's like, I have to be the smart guy that goes, you are Nikki. The smart guy that has Wikipedia or, right. a me- or a memory longer than five years. Like the finger comes up, spirit squad. Yeah, okay, cool. What else? Like, uh, We're well aware, man. Yeah, everyone knows. Got it. Um, it. That's a really fun show if people can check it out. You guys should fucking release one online, maybe. Have you ever thought about that? We, we've had Milk Periscope, but we should do uh, Just film one you, for yeah, YouTube. Just, film one. That's a just good, to show people idea. what it's like. You know what I mean? Did I just come up with an awesome idea? You just invented the internet? I have a camera, bro. UCB's got the Wrestle Slamtastic show. I've, I've done that. That's pretty fun. That's cool. That. There's another... UCB, when I lived in New York, they used to do a... They do a fake wrestling show. That's what this thing is here. That version Oh, it is? That, yeah. I think in New York... I forget what it's called in New York. Uh, my brother just did that. Like, th- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we did, uh, for WrestleMania this year, the Friday before in San Jose at Comedy Sports, sold out the place to do an improv show with my brother Morrison and all the... Oh, the, the bunch of LA dudes. Chuck Nelson dudes, yeah, yeah. And that was really fun. Right. Met met some new guys there. That was awesome. I love it's my most fun thing in wrestling was when I got to do stuff with him, and my most fun thing in comedy is when he's around too. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you worked on Swerved. Swerved was fun. Yeah, because the guys who produced that came to that show. The Dick House dudes, right? Dick House yeah, yeah. dude said, "Hey, we think your brother's funny. Can we ask him? Do you mind if we ask him to come in?" And then I would. They were trying to think of pranks for wrestlers, and they go, "Hey." Here's the thing. We need someone who's, like, funny but knows the world of wrestling but also lives in L.A. Is that you? I'm like, yeah, I'll be right there. Like, so that was and they a, give you a jacket. That was a, they gave me a jacket. Cool. Which was, nice, was all worth a it. A jacket. And uh, you can be spotted in such sort of uh, pranks as the coffee house. The coffee shop was one, yeah. I don't know what else. I think I might cut, cut out of the other stuff. Bastards. Um, that's a fun idea. I hope they get picked up. That's a good, good crew and a good show. And then you've been you've been doing a bunch of fucking movie stuff that you can't talk about. You can't talk about, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay, what is it? The thing you filmed with your buddy for that movie. I was. Oh well, it's in IMDb. I'm a oh, con- okay, go I'm for it. I'm a construction it. worker in the new Pee Wee movie. You're in the fucking <laughs> Pee Wee movie, dude. I'm only saying that because you can look it up on IMDb. Yeah, but I'm only saying that because that's amazing. Cool. What was that like? Really fun. That guy's awesome. He's someone I befriended through wrestling. The, the day before Paul I Rubens started, Paul is a big wrestling fan. He was right? a wrestling yeah. fan. He's been on a bunch of times. I met him at the WrestleMania after party the day before I started work for SDW. And I was thinking I was waiting for my mom to come out of the ladies' room. And he goes, hey, are you a wrestler? And we just started talking. <laughs> oh, no. Is that his pickup line? Nah. I didn't mean it like that. I mean, is that how he just befriends wrestlers? Well, I'm like starstruck. Cause, okay. Because I'm already at Mania After Party where all my heroes are here. But I'm kind of over the starstruck by wrestling. Even at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. But then I saw Pee Wee. I'm like, Paul Rubin? Like, I can't talk to him, can I? I go, hey, what's going on? Oh, are you a wrestler? We're talking. And then my mom comes out and she goes, did you tell him you wrote a book? Like, that's the first thing. <laughs> As if I'm like a nine-year-old, you know, and he, like, anytime I see him, he'll go, I just always remember your mom going, Did Ryan, tell him about your book. Like, nudging me, like, come on, you you do a book. That's amazing, dude. And cut to how many years later, and you're in the new Pee Wee movie. He came to our TV taping in FCW. He got everyone to sign his program. He sends everybody birthday cards. He's a, he's a cool, awesome. he's a nice guy. Yeah. Did Judd Apatow direct your scene? Uh, He put the, he oiled up my abs. For Did he really? His, no. Nice. <laughs> he, he was a... Uh, producer i don't he was not hands-on director oh he's not all right now i thought he was directing the movie 
No, maybe just, I'm wrong. He's his name. I mean, he's he's producing he's, it. Yeah, for producing, some reason yeah. I thought he was directing. That's fucking cool. That you're in yeah, the it's cool. Movie, man. About it. And you booked a bunch of commercials and shit. And you love sharks. Love sharks so much. You love sharks to so, a weird, so to much. a weird degree. No, it's... I. I'll t- <laughs> so I went on Instagram yesterday and I went on the following tab. I was like, I wonder what my friends are liking. You like a lot of pictures of just sharks. <laughs> <laughs> How can you you see what I like? Yeah, man. Oh. No one knows about that on Instagram. You should see which mutual friends of ours only like pictures of hot chicks while they're in relationships. Name one. Oh, no. I can't say it on the air. Can you get in trouble for that? Uh, I mean, they, from them, maybe. Not from the FCC. <laughs> Pirate radio, bro. Yeah, I guess I, I specifically know when Kevin I scroll Smith, through don't Instagram. Give a shit. Yeah. So, I love sharks, yeah. So uh, if you click following, you can see the people who you follow, what pictures they like, and you discover which of your friends are perverts and which of them exclusively like pictures of sharks. That's me. Yeah, I love sharks. Yeah. I did. And this summer, I sold this sh- this shirt on Pro, res- pro Wrestling Tees. That was a shark that I drew. I sound like just a kid right now. I drew this shark. It's really good, but you really are a really, really good artist. Thank and, you. And a... Some gym in Finland all bought your shirts or something. Uh, Switzerland. There you go. All these, yeah. I guess yeah. I sold a ton of these shark shirts because they're you're, you're fucking huge in Switzerland. There dude. are people around the world who love sharks too, and I took all the money and I gave it to Sharks for Kids, which is an we want to give every kid, every kid a shark. shark. Every kid have a pet shark. No, they uh, they run this thing in the Bahamas, Florida, um, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, and some other places, and they do it worldwide through Skype. They teach kids about sharks. They take kids on shark tagging trips. They can learn. So thank you for everyone who bought a shirt this summer because that funded an entire trip for kids to go learn, like, see sharks on a boat and tag them and learn, like, cool stuff. And the, not a single uh, injury? Nope. Nope. No kids get... Oh, there uh, were a couple? All right, we lost a few kids. Uh, no, no, it's cool. I, uh, it's an organization I really believe in. You yeah. also have a new book coming out, which I actually was lucky enough to contribute to. You're in it. You're in my new I book. I made the cut. You're a hard body, yeah. Sweet, dude. I, uh, what is the new book? The new book is a fitness book, but, but wait. every fitness book I read, like, fitness. fitness is so boring. I know what your listeners right now are going, fitness. I don't want to read about fit. I don't either. I That's hate how it. all my listeners sound. Yeah. That's how every voice I do. Cause I have Cornette. Then I have, <laughs> you, then got I have Cornette and you got that guy. Yeah. So it's a funny take on fitness. What would Cornette sound like as a Valley girl? I this, can't do it. I can't do it. All right. Fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I got to put a dollar in the coin. So the, the book's called Hard Bodies. Hard Body, How to Be One. Uh, so it's called Hard Bodies, Hard Body, How to Be One? It's one of the two. I, <laughs> I'll have to decide in like four hours which one it is. But it's, You have two weeks to name your book. I have three hours now. 3.59 now. <laughs> you really? Uh, so I took everyone I, I'm, I think is a, a hard body from wrestling, from comedy, from music, from writing, from podcasting, whatever you do. I took everyone who I think excels at something or kicks ass at something, and I got their take on fitness. And if if there's someone in the book, obviously they're close to me in my life, so I wrote some stories about them. It's a big, flattering intro. I get their take on fitness. And I've had nothing but awesome, positive help from all my friends who I've asked, except for Miz, who still hasn't given it to me. So, who who is so far contributed to the book? The list is insane. I meant to write a list down and write. I'm just gonna start. Just brag naming. real quick. Yeah, yeah. Try to brag. Okay. EC3, Seth Rollins, Ryback, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, Matt Cohen, Max Landis, screenwriter, Chantel Claret, singer, Tremperetta, Yoshi, Tatsu, Mr. Sakamoto, uh, Evan Bourne, Sandow, 
who like there's 50 there's like 50 crime, of them. crime time uh jtg from crime time go. chris masters mason ryan uh joey joey ryan <laughs> i was gonna be like did you not ask joey <laughs> uh yeah who like and then then some like uh fitness experts uh Former WWE trainers writing the forward. Rob McIntyre, he was our strength coach. He's seen as strength coach. He's writing the forward. Uh, Percy Watson is in it. Who else, man? I think I want to think like everyone I know is in it. Charlotte's in it. Uh, Natty, Natalia's in it. Um, it's pretty crazy the amount of and and it's funny, right? It's not yeah, just yeah. It's, you're not if you're looking. For I know them, that my thing wasn't fucking genuine. <laughs> you you get you're you have a good part in there. Thanks, sweet man. So. Where can people find it? It's going to be digitally available. Digitally available. On and, and here is how you'll find out about that. And we forgot to do this in the last episode. So I'm going to have you record a little plug. Sure, thing yeah, and I'll yeah, stick yeah, it sure. in there. And this is a little inner working. I do everything on Twitter. Yeah, man. How, how can people keep in touch with you? How can they find out about your comedy dates? How well, can they... Uh, you need to follow me on Twitter. You need to get Twitter. You need to get a phone. Or a computer. Does everyone have a phone or a computer? For the most part, I feel like. I would say listening to this podcast, I would, <laughs> I would assume so. I will say even the people who are without a home, who I see in Venice every day, have phones. They all have phones and yeah. pet dogs. <laughs> yeah, you need a dog, man. Yeah, I'm sitting next to a sleeping dog right now. Yeah. My Twitter is at Hot Young Briley. Why hasn't he changed it yet? I like it. I'm not changing it. Yeah, man, Cornette gave you that name. Yeah. Why would you change it? I mean, it shows up as Ryan Nemeth, but it's Hot Young Brad. And then on Instagram, Ry Ry Nem Nem. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, wanted to be a little different. Awesome, dude. And uh, and everything everything is there. Yeah, anything I do is always there. Uh, if you want to help sharks, you could buy a shark shirt from Pro Wrestling oh, yeah, Tees. Go, yeah, there you go. Uh, my thing on there is just briley.com slash briley and you give fun little personalized notes sometimes yeah i do a lot of weird stuff to sell t-shirts a man a man a man will do crazy things to sell a t-shirt like give money to sharks like give money to sharks i like i think people sometimes think i just take dollar bills and go in the ocean and hand them off to like great whites they swim by like hey thanks man cool what am i gonna do with this idiot no i'm funding research and education conservation i love these animals too much for some reason yeah Uh, i'll get my 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 shit in real quick do it uh, you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Camel Toad. Um, Great. Basically, it, the only other big thing is, and it might even be live by this point. This episode is airing, but uh, my graphic novel Geek, which I kickstarted like three years ago, Geek's awesome. I read it. It's awesome. I read it twice. All right, that's all you need to hear, guys. Uh, my graphic novel Geek, which is a stoner pop culture superhero adventure clocking in at like 140 pages is or will be or will very soon be available uh just head to geekcomicbook.com uh physical copies are only 13 bucks digital copies are 666 hell satan that's true yeah oh god i'm cool man um and yeah please uh i've been talking about this book for years so so check it out and uh help support help support local podcasting Help fund local podcasts. And me smoking. I read Geek, and I don't know a lot about that stuff, but I enjoyed it. So I imagine if you do, it's way better. There you go, guys. If you understand references, he enjoyed it without understanding a single reference. No, I knew who. Like George Lucas. George Lucas. That's that's the one guy I knew. Guys, Geek. It's got cameos from George Lucas, Kevin Smith, Stan Lee. Uh, a lot of weed references. Yeah, you love your drugs. I love weed, man. Yep. One thing about you. There you go. 
I'm a man of substance. And that substance is weird. Uh, and that's about it. Ryan, thank you, dude. Thank you this for really having fun. me. I will definitely hope, hope to hear you again sometime on this show. Thanks. Not when I won't be hosting it. I just hope to hear you on it. Right, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's fun. Thanks, dude. This was fun. And uh, check back next week where I will maybe have a podcast. I probably will. We'll find out. I'm Matt Cohen. It's been Bagged and Boarded. It's been real what? Bagged and Boarded. Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, begging boarded, it's a way in life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free kids you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we don't need funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villain, sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. I got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of bus and a Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama all the way to Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's boats on the green on nothing. Quick stop at night, we're storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're reaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and matters out in orbit. We're not quite Right, right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boarded. This is bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah!